This podcast is brought to you by BankInfoSecurity.com. BankInfoSecurity.com is your source for the news and views shaping security and risk management within the finance space. Hi, this is Tom Field, Editorial Director with Information Security Media Group. I'm talking today about the FFIEC Authentication Guidance Update. I'm talking with William Henley, Senior Vice President of Regulation with BITS. William, it's a pleasure to talk with you today. Uh, thanks, Tom. It's, uh, likewise, uh, it's always good uh, talking with you and at bankinfosecurity.com. So, William, for years you were with the Office of Thrift Supervision and before that the FDIC. Tell us a bit about your current role and the work you've done since taking it, please. Yes, yeah, so um, a couple of weeks ago it marked my one-year anniversary here at BITS, and it's been a, uh, a very fast-paced year, but uh, it's been a great experience. I'm the uh, Senior Vice President for the Regulation Program, as you mentioned, uh, BITS is the Technology Policy Division for the Financial Services Roundtable, and uh, I manage uh, relationships with regulatory agencies and engage uh, experts from financial institutions on information security, operational risk, vendor management, fraud risk, and business continu- continuity planning issues. I also lead the uh, regulation program here within BITS, and so our uh, main objective or focus is uh, primarily on advocacy work, uh, as I mentioned, discussions or relationships with the regulators, um, drafting comment letters in response to notices of proposed rulemaking, preparing congressional testimony, and um, tracking top issues as it relates to um, the areas of operation risk. I also lead the uh, Roundtable's Privacy and Data Security Working Group, uh, looking at Dodd- the Dodd-Frank Act implementation issues. And uh, so, uh, as you can see, that uh, with all of those uh, various assignments, it's been a, um, my schedule stays pretty full. Oh, I'm sure it has. It really, the, the topics haven't changed, just your role has. Absolutely, yeah. Now, William, before you left the Office of Thrift Supervision, what role, if any, did you have in shaping this guidance that's just been released? So the, uh, the supplement to the uh, 2005 guidance is the result of an interagency effort. So prior to my departure from the OTS, I served as the chair of the FFIEC's uh, Information Technology Subcommittee of the Task Force on Supervision, and uh, each of the agencies uh, had representatives to the to the subcommittee, and uh, members of the the staffs of uh, of each of those representatives contributed to the supplement. And so I, you know, worked along with the the working group, all of the um, the members, in um, in researching and, and drafting the various sections of the of the supplement. Um, so I, I I did play a role, but prior to uh, prior to my departure, what's your first reaction to the supplement as you saw it when it was released a few weeks back? So I I think the agencies did uh, did good work with the the supplement since 2005. The, the threats and the internet landscape have uh, changed significantly. For example, uh, as you recall, the 2005 guidance. Uh, clearly said that single-factor authentication was no longer acceptable for the authentication of, of uh, high-risk transactions. And uh, so at that time, uh, one of the standards that the industry used were uh, challenge questions as a, as a second factor for authentication. Well, uh, in, the, in the interim, you know that with social media, many of the questions that were standard for uh, challenge questions are easily uh, found on uh, social media sites. So um, <clears throat> from that standpoint, there was a need to, um, uh, that, that was one of the reasons why the guidance needed to be updated. And I think the, uh, the guidance adequately addresses the, the areas that have, have evolved since 2005. 
So as you look at the guidance as it was released, William, what would you say works about it? There are a number, number of different elements to it. What works well? Yeah, so I mean, I, I think that uh, that all all of the changes are are, are good and are necessary. As I mentioned, uh, primarily the reminder about the ongoing need for risk assessment. So that was something that was included in the 2005 guidance. Uh, the agencies uh, since the release, I think, have have been uh, pretty clear and pretty open that in uh, in a number of institutions they found that they interpreted the the instructions to mean that uh, the risk assessments was were just a one point in time exercise rather than an ongoing um, exercise to um, uh, to address the the changes in um, in the environment or the in internet landscape and uh, as products and services evolved and so I think the uh, the supplement clearly uh, uh, clearly outlines what the agencies expect from institutions with respect to uh, to risk assessments by um, setting a, a a minimum frequency that uh, they be be done at least annually and uh, more frequently as uh, new products or services are provided. As you know, there are a number of different elements here, from layered security to customer awareness. As you look through the the guidance, what do you feel still needs more work? So the expectation that um, <clears throat> that the agencies have with respect to um, uh, anomaly detection. So with uh, with strengthening authentication practices, one of the things that they point to. Um, is, is anomaly detection, and I think that they understand that this takes time, but I think they've underestimated the amount of time and work that goes into uh, institutions setting up or developing a, a robust anomaly, anomaly detection uh, system, given that there's ju uh, just a 180-day phase in for, um, for compliance. With the uh, with the supplement, so this is a, an area where I think that the um, the agencies can take a, an, another look and uh, give some consideration to the to the industry with uh, the tight time frame for them to try to comply with the, with that uh, portion of the supplement. Do you think that that date might get pushed back at all? I know there's been some talk that maybe 180 days just isn't enough. Yeah, so I I. Don't uh, see that being being pushed back. What um, what I I do think will may happen in many cases is that the um, the agencies will give the institutions credit for work that they've done for those that have uh, taken the the supplement seriously and can document that they have um, that they have started to work on uh, on compliance uh, immediately. What do you see as being the toughest task for banking institutions between now and 2012? So the, there's a, a new uh, requirement or a new audience that um, that the supplement addresses, and that's uh, commercial customers. So you recall in 2005 that the um, the authentication practices or the strengthening of the authentication practices applied strictly to um, uh, consumer uh, to um, Consumer customers, as opposed to commercial customers, and so um, I think that one of the toughest tasks for institutions will be working with small business accounts or uh, commercial customers uh, to to take an active role in their security to implement the ad administrative controls. So, what I mean by that is that there, there have been uh, various studies and uh, research that's been done that point to um, some of the weakest links or some security. Uh, vulnerabilities occur at the uh, customer side, particularly with uh, small businesses, where they may have a single uh, 
a single terminal, several employees, and they have a single um, uh, log on or sign in, and that, that's available to um, to all of the staff or all of the employees. Well, now with the with the supplement, those types of practices will no longer uh, be sufficient. So though, there, there's some work that has to be um, to be done to strengthen these administrative controls at the at the client site or at the customer site. So I think that uh, has the potential to be a tough task for the institutions. What really has to happen with banking institutions between now and January of 2012? I know there's a presumption on the, the behalf of the agencies that much of this work should have been done already, and this should just be reinforcing good practices. But realistically, what needs to happen between now and the next examination? Yeah, so Tom, uh, yeah, there's some thoughts that, um, that the supplement uh, is just addressing the last mile, but uh, sometimes that last mile can be the can be the toughest. So I think the uh, the work that has to be done is, or the thing that institutions have to do is to get started right now. So to start early, and uh, complete a a risk assessment, and uh, then develop an action plan and a timeline. So it'll be important for institutions to. Um, to begin work on these enhancement immediately, and as you uh, alluded to, that there's been talk about the need to um, to extend the phase-in period past 180 days. And uh, as I as I mentioned before, I think the I, I don't know if that is uh, a realistic possibility, but I think that um, that institutions that do show that they um, that they did take the the supplement seriously and they got to work soon and they can show that they've got an action plan and the timeline and even um, here in the third quarter of, uh, of 2011 we're anticipating that it, that it may take them longer than 180 days to comply that that will go a long way um, with the uh, with the regulatory agencies showing that they that they um, did have the intent uh, to, uh, to, tr- to try to comply with the uh, with the supplement in other words you've got to show the effort and you've got to show that it started before December. Absolutely, yeah. <laughs> yeah, there are a number of areas that have come up in, for discussion about perhaps requiring additional guidance. Mobile banking is one. When you look at this supplement, do you see banking and security areas that are going to require additional guidance soon down the road? Yes, uh, so there are emerging technology issues, uh, Tom, and um, we're aware that the uh, the regulatory agencies are uh, considering or are um, researching these emerging technology areas in addition to mobile banking and mobile payments. Uh, cloud computing would be a, a, another such a, a emerging area. And uh, those areas are important to to us and to our members and to the industry as a whole. As uh, you're aware that BITS recently released our uh, cloud computing paper and the, the malware study. And so the, these areas are areas that, uh, that we've been giving attention to and uh, our members are working to have sound security practices. Uh, last fall, we also had the uh, uh, mobile banking uh, mobile banking summit or mobile banking forum. So, um, as the agencies uh, think that these emerging areas are important, likewise the industry, we uh, we take these areas very seriously seriously as well. You've got a good sense of how things work with the agencies. What sort of a timeline we'll be looking at to see any additional guidance on some of these areas, such as cloud and mobile? Are we talking months? Or are we talking years? Uh, yeah. So with um, within our agency guidance, the um, the sometimes the the difficult parts can be um, the coordination between the the agencies. So the actual uh, substance or um, or, or content. 
may be able to be completed within months, but uh, you know, the, the, for example, with the authentication supplement, there were many other areas that um, that required the agency's overall attention, and so sometimes out of uh, uh, resource allocation and priorities, while the the work may be completed, that the, the review at senior levels may not be able to be completed and uh, as as quickly as as um, as I think the overall agencies would like. So I think that the work could be completed within months, but um, the the release date that's uh, some somewhat of an unknown uh, factor or wild wild card. So final question for you: If you could boil it down. How should banking institutions now approach conforming with the update in the 180 days they have before them? Yeah, so in a simple soundbite, start immediately, develop a plan, and document your progress. You make it sound so easy. <laughs> well, you know, I, I, I think if they follow those steps, that uh, you know, that that that, that will be um, considered, uh, you know, considered favorably by the by the agency. Yeah. And William, what will BITS be doing to help financial institutions get their arms around the the issues that they need to tackle? Yeah, so we've um, we've already uh, had a uh, sponsored a call for our, our members and uh, going over the uh, the changes that the supplement pr- provides. We've uh, produced a one page uh, one page summary that uh, that outlines where the uh, the the areas of change or the that the supplement has introduced. And we'll be continuing to work with um, with our members with um, with areas such as anomaly detection, helping them to uh, develop uh, best practices in order to comply with the guidance as, uh, as close to that 180-day phase on p- period as possible. Very good. William, I appreciate your time and your insight today. Thank you so much. Oh, you're welcome, Tom. We've been talking about FFIEC Authentication Guidance Supplement. I've been talking with William Henley, Senior Vice President of Regulation with BITS. For Information Security Media Group, I'm Tom Field. Thank you very much. This podcast has been brought to you by BankInfoSecurity.com. For more interviews, breaking news, research, and educational webinars, please visit www.BankInfoSecurity.com.